0: New Jersey Shore, I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined as usual by... Pierce. Hey, guys. And Pierce, you came up with the topic for this week's episode, so what are we talking? We're talking TV shows that I'm still surprised are on the air, but in a good way. (laughs) That was not the way we phrased it any other way when we've been talking about it. No, we have not. I think we've just been calling it comedy finales. Yeah, pretty much. Um, There are a number of comedies this year that have recently wrapped up in the last couple weeks. Some of them a little later than that, or a little further ago than that. But uh, we're going to talk about them now. So there's going to be some full spoilers, I think, for some of the shows, Parks and Rec, Community, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, from what I can remember the finale anyway. Um, I didn't watch that, so we can talk about it, but I have no idea on okay. that. It's very good. Okay. Very good show. It started decent, got really good really fast, which was nice. One I I don't think we'll fully talk about, but I would also recommend people check out just real quick is Sirens. I watched like a couple episodes of that. My parents had it on. It wasn't that bad. I think I've heard the name, but I have literally no idea what channel it's on, what it's about, who's in it. I really don't know any of those things either, other than the fact it's three dudes that work in an ambulance together and just kind of... Oh, that kind of siren. Yes. Okay. Did you think, like, the the screeching chick kind of siren? I was thinking it might be, like, a a show about three women who do something, like... Oh, okay. Like like Gotham City Sirens or something. Okay, yeah, no, no, not at all. Okay. Like, car siren, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's not bad. But yeah, so, basically in the last week or two, I've binged on two seasons of Community and half a season of Parks and Rec. So... to so you're current on at least Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, I I just didn't watch the final episode of Community. And I've already clued you in as to what exactly. happened. Exactly. So, uh, let's start off with my favorite, which would be Parks and Recreation, which we actually saw the finale together. And it was the third time I'd seen it. Yes. Not the producer's cut, which is the one you watch, but... Uh, It was the first time you had seen it. Yeah. So you have just finally caught up with Parks and Rec. I I haven't been behind. So why don't we hear your thoughts first. Why'd you fall off in the first place? Just life, really. Being busy, you know, girl, stuff like that. So it wasn't something in the show that made your drama? Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. And that's the way pretty much I am with television. Is that I'll be like, oh, yeah, I like this thing. And then, oh, yeah, I have other things that I do. Not that it's bad, but yeah, exactly. So I, I think I fell off I'm trying to think what the last thing I watched. She had just gotten deposed, disposed what's the word? Kicked off city council. Oh yeah, that's not deposed. That's uh she was recalled. Recalled, okay. That's what does deposed mean? I thought that was that's, that. Being deposed is giving a deposition, which is basically it's kind of like giving a statement, like an official statement, except that you are being questioned. Okay. And and you are Giving the answers to that, they were taken down, and they could be used in court later. Okay. Well, never mind. So she got recalled. There may have actually been a deposition in there. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure there has been at least one or two times she has been deposed for various reasons. Okay. It's 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 like it's a lot like giving a, a statement, but it's when you have lawyers from both sides asking you questions. Okay. Usually, usually the opposing attorney and your your attorney is there to object or whatever. But uh, and and then it's used later in court. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of fell off about that point, and then just picked it all back up. Yeah, the last thing I saw was when the big league DC woman was just like, oh yeah, I don't care enough about you to lie, so you're meant for bigger things. And then that was the last thing I'd seen. And then I got caught up from there. So, what did what did you think of this season? I've really loved this season. Um, some of the stuff with Councilman Jam has gotten a little old. Yeah. Character doesn't go as far for me. as I mean, it's the, the cast is great, and there's a lot of random weird characters throughout the town. He's one that I think they've used a bit too much. Although I like where they end, they leave him in the producers' cut of the season finale. Um, So I was, I was kind of happy where he kind of gets left by the wayside for the second half of the season, definitely. But that's really the only thing that really would be a negative for me of this season. It's uh, I was telling Pierce uh, the other day when I was hanging out with him that I recently went back and rewatched the entire show except for the first season. Um, and a couple episodes of the second one. I kind of started halfway through the second season. See, I, just, I disagree. I still kind of like first season, but I, I don't hate it. But it's not definitely not as good. But I, at first, I was kind of like, oh, I'm kind of bored. I'm going to go on Netflix and watch a random episode of Parks and Rec. And then I watched another random episode, maybe from a different season. Then another one, then another one. And finally, I was like, I'm just going to rewatch this show because it's <laughs> really good. And I always forget—I don't forget how good it is, but I forget just how emotionally impactful it is. That's fair. Yeah. And so I went back and rewatched everything except for the first season, which I am going back through now. But I kind of got around. So that was everything up to the current season. I didn't rewatch everything in the current season, but I have seen those all those episodes. And the thing that I forget is how often that show makes me cry. Really? It so many times that show makes me cry, usually happy tears, very rarely sad tears, but it is just the most positive show on television, as far as I'm concerned. It is almost always family friendly there's the occasional plot line that like I wouldn't want to watch with my parents or something but that's just cuz my parents are yeah but it is amazingly positive it is amazingly funny and consistent it's got this great town i've heard people describe it as a live action simpsons which is weird because i don't love the simpsons but in terms of that the town has so many characters that recur and have their own things that okay are i can see that in in that in that regard but I absolutely love it, and every time I go back to those episodes, there, there's, you know, a handful of clunkers across six seasons. And I literally mean a handful. Like, almost every episode has just some great line, or great lines, or great scenes, um, quotable stuff. The characters are all great. You know, I think both of you and I agree, Andy and Ron are our favorite characters. Yeah. But yeah. that's not to put down any other character, because all the characters on that show are just fantastic. And I would watch an episode about any character, where it's just the other people who are on the fringes. Jerry, or Don Larry, or, Terry. Yeah. All of them I would watch episodes about, because it's just such a great ensemble cast. Yeah. This season was weird for me. And I think because I watched the first half before, because you're talking about our favorite characters here. I feel like they regressed Andy a little bit. Where, like, the first half of the season, the end of the last season, they're like... Let's set him up to actually grow up and do something. See, you say that, but when I what I remember of the first half of the season is him going to England, having been apparently drinking so much beer that when he stopped, he lost <laughs> fifty pounds immediately. Not understanding that a British royal's title was actually their title, and thought it was a <laughs> fake name that the guy was doing as a goof, um, trying to call like trying just wanted to play um, with toy helicopters with the guy. That's what I remember the first half of the season. That, to me, is not him okay. growing up. Okay, when right. when was it that he he took the police exam? End of season... Five, then? Five, I think? Okay, so then, from season five to season six, then, I feel like they kind of regressed him a bit. Where except he except for how he failed it. Like, I get what you're saying, like, it was him trying to achieve more, but not getting it in any way. He... Like, aced the written exam and completely failed the psychological exam because, like, (laughs) one of the questions I asked him was, what would you do if a kid wanted to ask to to see your gun? He was like, oh, I'd let him play with it because that would always be my dream as a kid. (laughs) And, you know, (laughs) just all these different things. Like, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I don't think that they regressed him so much as they didn't have him striving for as many new things this season. That's true. They did kind of set him up with like one or two, and then that but was it. everything he strove for in previous seasons were huge failures, pretty much. So. Yeah, and true, this season did end with a success, which is which was really nice. Yeah, that's true. The, the Johnny Karate thing, which was all this season, I think? No, only second half. No, no, no. In other words, it wasn't in any previous seasons, is what that, I mean. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. That was probably one of the bigger advancements in his life. That's true. I was just talking about the 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 very end for him which would have been mouse rat which I didn't anticipate. True, yeah, that was down yeah. as well. But again, bringing him full circle, back to where he started. Well, that's, yeah, that's a very good point. Although the band wasn't called Mouserat Rat in the beginning. Um, I think they were still 3 Skin in, in the very beginning of the show. <laughs> they were 4 Skin, and then their basis left or yeah, something they so became like 3 Skin. Yeah, but I, I don't feel like he's gotten dumber. I mean, TV shows do have a tendency to do that, but even going back to the first couple episodes of the first season, which are the only ones I've gotten back to yet, he, he's the most consistent character on the show, and, and that he's was yeah. incredibly dumb there, too. I think that the and I don't know if maybe that's it. Where it's not that he's regressed, but that he's been consistent and everyone else has shifted in their characters. That I, I think that's a, a genuine not not criticism, but observation. Yeah, I mean, you're not saying this as a bad thing, really. Uh, well, I don't know because what does it say that this character didn't develop when they've done a good job of developing everyone else? Like they, even his but, wife. The well, you know, I think there's two things here. There's is there development. There's development, and then there's maturing. Everyone around him has matured. I think he's developed as much. He just lacks the capacity to mature. I think that is his character. He can't mature. Things he, His life has changed tremendously over six seasons. He has not matured any. Whereas everyone else That's, has matured, yeah. and their lives have lives has changed tremendously over six years. With the maybe exception of Donna. About to say well, but the other part of that is you find out new things about Donna all the time, but they're not things that happen on the show. Those I was about things, to say, yeah, out, and w- she'd never had until this season when they lost some of the, the characters as much of a developed role. I feel like I think finally they were like, well, with these people leaving, let's kind of give step her a up little more of a spot. I mean, yeah, especially given the fact that she's now in the opening credits. True. Why her last name is not there? I don't know because she goes by a single name. She, she just goes by Rada, yeah. That okay. is, that's like her choice. Okay. I, I also think that's also because they found out what a great pairing her and Craig are. Now I know we're kind of we. Yeah. I love everything about Craig in small doses. See, that's the thing. He wears on me very quickly. But I think the show knows that, and after the first or second episode he was in, they limited him to they, small doses. Yeah, he wasn't in it for like four or five episodes. I feel like. Well, I mean, he, and he was really the only one of the Eagletonians who. Stuck around. Like, Ron Dunn came back once. Yeah. In a very funny...
1: Are you a ghost?
0: Are you a ghost? I don't know. Am I? (laughs) But him and Craig... Craig has been uh, stuck around, and I think they've developed him a lot in just half a season, even. uh, With him becoming a sommelier and, you know, being told that he has to take it down. They recognized... Why he was so divisive? I don't know that he'll stop being. His eye things things still so bugged. I'm sorry. The whole lazy eye, the fake lazy eye thing. Yeah, where it's like constantly like squinting. I one just, eye is bugged out. One eye is squinted, and he yells everything. <laughs> it just. <laughs> I'll take it down a thousand notches if I have to. I just. I'm like, all right, cool. You're you're there. And I don't know why they brought on the the one girl, uh, the dark hair shy, quiet girl that really didn't have many lines at all, but she was in, like, every episode for, like, three seconds. That I still don't understand. I mean, I think it's really just to keep consistent. They brought <clears throat> this character in with the rest of the Eagletonians. She didn't f- leave or get fired. But, so... n- but she wasn't... No, she wasn't one of the original Eagletonians. Was she with the high school people? I'm not exactly sure. I don't remember. I, I, know, I, know, I kind of know who you're talking about. But she was just kind of a background a consistent background extra for the most part. Yes, which I thought was weird because like you said, I definitely agree with the Simpsons comparison in that all these other people have like such developed characters. Even like someone that shows up for just one episode. Like I don't remember the Indian guy's name, I'm gonna call him John Redcorn because that's the voice he plays on King of the Hill, and I recognize him as that. Um, oh, Chief um he's part of the Wamapoke Indians Chief Red Cloud, maybe? I don't know. I just was like, hey, that's the voice of John Redcorn, and that's all I maybe remember. I'm saying thinking. Redcorn. Is exactly. Yeah. I forget what his name is. He's a hilarious character, though. He's he, only shown like four times, but, or maybe even just yeah, two. Yeah, when he's like, I don't know what I'm saying. This is meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, two, there are two things I know about white people. <laughs> they like to gamble or something like that, and they are terrified of curses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, he's a great... I love his role. Is, is this racist? no, it is not racist. <laughs> I feel like this is racist. It's extremely offensive. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Put on the headdress thing. Um, but yeah, so... I mean, it's possible that they did have something for her and it got cut for time. That's where Or fair. they were about two episodes into whatever little character development she had and like, this is not working. And they just were like, they dropped it after that and cut everything that okay. was coming up. You, you never know. It's just that everyone else that has had at least one episode has gotten more development. And I'm surprised that she didn't.
1: Yeah. So, or it's
0: also possible that they went. Oh, we've got a good idea, but it's gonna have to wait till next season or something like that's, that. That's possible. You know, see who she becomes. Like even the Fonz, I mean, had Doctor Saperstein. Yeah, mm-hmm. had great <laughs> character development, being wonderful and awful at the same time. <laughs> all of the all of the Sapersteins are kind of amazing. That was I didn't love this season or last season Mona Lisa, although I think she's gotten better. But when you pair her with her brother. Yeah, and you limit her screen time? She's quite good. Also, John Ralfio, her, and Craig together were kind of amazing. <laughs> that was pretty good. I did like the, yeah, the all three completely over-the-top people at the same time. And all crazy, but oh, in different ways. Very different ways. Okay, what is this? A four-way with my old boss, my brother, and this rando? I'm in. And, okay, it's not a four-way. It's not a sex thing. It's not this. It was so weird. What, are we dancing now? Okay. Okay. <laughs> What do, yeah, what did he say as he was getting pulled away? Let me just grab that. Or let me just hit that. Something, was, like, something that, like that. Something like that. I love that. Your boy's a question on the bar exam. <laughs> <laughs> Violating my house arrest. Um, ben Schwartz, who's the actor who plays John Ralfield, is just a hilarious... What's the phrase I'm looking for? Something that only happens, like, once, and you can... Like, a flash... Like, a, a flash lightning in a He's, like, lightning in a bottle, a bottle. Okay. you, you know, it's just... No, flash in the pan is not what I'm looking for, although that did run through my head several times. I was about to say, Enigma, just, I really didn't know what you were going a for. He's just a first wonderful, minute. strange thing unto himself yeah. that I love. And they even gave him a little bit of a conscious, conscience, conscience, if I could say that word properly, uh, in this season, I guess. Especially when they're like, yeah, okay, we'll help you out, as opposed to just run, you know running the business in the ground, handing out free iPads, stuff like that. <laughs> so the season finale, which just aired a couple weeks ago, I absolutely love that. It. it was something I was telling you the other day when we were watching it. This is now the... About fifth time, I think, that they've had to do a... Faux series finale. Where they didn't know when they were writing it. Whether or not it was going to be the last episode ever. Because for the last couple of years, they've gotten like 13 episode orders. Where they've made that last episode the series finale. And then, halfway through, they got told... You're getting more episodes. So you got like a series finale in the middle. And then another at the end of the season because they didn't know if they were getting brought back. And this has happened now like five times. There was one in this season in the middle that felt like a series finale. This season finale felt like a series finale. And they just keep getting better. They have just like landed that plane on the mark perfectly for five series finales now, which is pretty impressive. I would say that with a little bit of dip, like the, the mid-season one, for this one I felt was a little weaker than the season finale of last one. Really? Because I really loved it. With the crane shot and everything. Like, it's just felt... The crane shot was nice. It and felt like if it ended right here, that would be perfect. It, it it would have worked well. You're absolutely right. I'm not saying it was bad by any means. Okay. But just, I think Season five's finale was better than the mid one. Where it was just kind of like, oh, sappy goodbye. And then that was kind of it. I would definitely say... Of all those finale types, the most recent one was definitely the best. Oh, it was one. fantastic! Yeah. And since we already said spoilers, so we've been spoiling everything already. Yeah, three-year time jump. Yeah, Leslie that's be is now the regional director of the National Park Service, but they will still be operating out of Pawnee on the that's third that's floor. Yeah, for the Midwest. Yeah, it is 2017. Apparently, next season will take place. In 2017, they're going to have some sci-fi fun with what has happened with politics and technology in the last yeah. three years. The twins are now two and a half, the three. The triplets are, Oh, yeah, tw- yeah, triplets, sorry, yes. Uh, two and a half, three years old. Yeah. Ben is wearing a tux for some reason. We don't know. April yeah. and Andy may or may not be currently divorced, but still very healthy <laughs> and with each other. Yeah, I've never seen, yeah. Larry slash Jerry slash Gary. Terry. Is currently Terry. Apparently, John Hamm as Ed was working for them for three years, and they said we might get some flashbacks to time with him if they can match up with his schedule. Because oh, be nice. if you can have John Hamm in something, you want John Hamm in something. It's like Brian <laughs> Cranston just makes everything better. Yeah, so many crazy things. Yeah, um, the, the the concert with the great with the, with the Hologram, Will Sebastian. Um, I was like, did they really just Tupac this? Like, really? Is that yes, really? They did. Okay, <laughs> and the. What was it? Was it the wedding that I was just just watching, like I said with the rewatch, where they thought they saw the ghost of Little Sebastian, but it was the Little Sebastian impersonator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which felt a lot like that moment. And the guy was like, no, this is just a Little Sebastian impersonator. And they're like, shut up. No, it's not. The only thing this season that they haven't really had a lot of is, is Edna Beavers. And I always love when Edna shows up. Really? Edna is... So good. From her initial um, introduction, which is the same episode where they introduced the fir- fourth floor, if I remember correctly, Yeah, to when Ben steps down from his job and Leslie brings her along to like read the official transcript where she says, I love you, uh, Ben Wyatt. Which is okay. such a tearjerker moment, and so hilarious because of Edna, who, by the way, is my sister Grace in about 90 years. Which I love. <laughs> it is so funny. Does she know that you've said this I, I can't remember if I told her or not, but I totally oh. would. Where I'm like, I, and I think she would love, I think she would absolutely love the comparison, where I was like... Show her, the, show her the most recent brunch episode. That and is you there. when you're 96. Yeah. Okay. You know? <laughs> Where she's just like she is, she is not taking anybody's guff. She's but she's super sarcastic. Yep, and and drunk. Yeah, was she drunk? Oh, she does yeah. in the in the because she's with the flask and she's like top me off. Yeah, yeah, but not like as a normal thing. Well, yeah. But oh yeah, I, just, I, just think she's so I don't know. So if, if you're season. finished off a flask in a restaurant where you can buy alcohol, something tells me that's a regular basis. Eh, I don't know. In other words, it hasn't been something in the show. That's yeah, that's like true. That. So what? What else did you think about the season finale? I really like what they did with Xena and Ron. Yes, and in the producers' cut, Tammy too and Jane. Yeah. Like that's hopefully the. I don't want to say. I I would almost say hopefully the end for him, but as a duo, I think that could be amazing. You see, that and that's one thing where I could see some development between with those two characters if you bring them back as, especially three years later, to see where that went that could be very interesting. Are they the trailer trash for 17 kids? Or, or have they somehow become, like, super successful evil, Yeah, exactly. Like, like super so villains, as, basically. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Like, the villains of the whole thing. That'd be fantastic. Or, yeah, as, you know, she makes Ron crazy, she makes Jam completely normal. You oh, know? that could be interesting. Yeah, what if it's, like, a complete turnaround? Or what if he's now cheating on her with Tammy 1? Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. That would... <laughs> Or somehow he meets Ron's mother and marries Ma- Ron's mother, Tamara, through Tammy 2, and now he is Ron's stepdad. Oh, I could see that being a horrible, horrible... <laughs> How horrible. amazing would that be? <laughs> I would cringe so much at that.
1: <laughs> Do you have uh, anything else
0: to say about the season finale, where Parks and Rec in general decide it's a fantastic show, and you should totally go back and watch it if you haven't seen it? Still love Ron. Gave me more good quotes this season. There's alcohol I will go to. Like Apparently there is a truck that is selling something called Sausage Waffle Sausage Fried Waffles or something. What was it called? When was this one? This is in the finale. I think you were talking to Dave at that point. Oh. He's okay. like, apparently there's a food truck that is selling something called sausage fried waffle sticks or something and I'm going to go buy the truck. <laughs> <laughs> this is his quote. Or or the whole Tom put my music in this rectangle. This is a wonderful <laughs> this rectangle. This is a wonderful rectangle. <laughs> yeah, I love him so much. What was, what was it that he did that I was just like... If oh, the, he can, oh wait, Duke Silver has been outed. Yeah, that, was, yeah, that the was whole Duke monumental. Silver thing. That whole Duke Silver thing. Leslie finally knows. If he can actually play the saxophone, I, I'm sure it was probably fake, but if Nick Offerman can play the saxophone, just as well as he can actually carve wood like he does, I will hunt the man down and force him to become my mentor in life. <laughs> like, seriously. I have... Yeah, that would be amazing. Oh, favorite quote that not that does not have to do with Rod has definitely got to be, that's a load-bearing T-Rex. <laughs> Where was that one from? That was from when they were going around and checking out all the restaurants and they were purposely showing uh, oh, yes, Tom yes, the horrible yes. ones. And, yeah... And was like, oh, why did Jurassic Fork go under? Did you guys... And they're like, oh, we tried to expand. And they are like, wait, you, you started a second re- or dinosaur-themed restaurant? And he goes, no, nah, we stuck with the Steven Spielberg theme. And they're like, oh, can we at least get rid of the T-Rex? And he was like, that's a load-bearing T-Rex. <laughs> also, anything with Cones of Dunshire. Oh, the whole cones thing! Which I'm- was such a perfect throwaway... Joke that yeah. they brought back and only made better every single time. Yeah. Which that's hard to do because it could be one of those diminishing returns things. But I mean, especially with it fits right in with those, the group of nerds and the super smart thought bubble. Grizzle, thing. The cloud yeah. for your cloud. The cloud for your cloud. I have but, no idea what that means. I still, I still don't. But yeah, that was and the whole architect thing, and yeah, that was that was good. I would actually play that game, which pushes which pushes my farmer. Yes, my lowly Most farmer, far. directly into the central cone. That was so great, <laughs> was so good. So let's switch over to our other main show of uh, discussion for okay. this episode, which would be Community, Community. A show you did you watch any of last season when it aired? No, I I had refused to watch season four. Like, so so no, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. I watched one episode. No, that's also a lie. I watched two episodes. That is a third lie. I watched every single episode. No. So when it That aired, is a fourth lie. I wrote all of the episodes, wrote, but did not watch any of them. I was like, I feel terrible about myself. I can't watch what I've done. So at the end of season three, Sony fired Dan Harmon, who yes. was the, the head writer, the showrunner, the creator of Community, and two other guys took over, who I believe were already writers on the show. I can't remember for sure. And... They For season four, they did their best to try and keep things like he did them. They tried their best to keep with that style and tone, and it felt like a bad cover band, would so, be the way I'd describe it. Yeah, exactly. And, and you kind have gone back and rewatched that season. So basically, now. I watched two episodes when it aired, and the second one being the Halloween episode. And basically, my feelings about that season, just about those two episodes, were wrapped up in what... Abed says in that security camera room where he's like, I remember when this used to be a show about a community college. And, like, that just... So, basically the pilot. Yeah, no, pretty (laughs) much, no. But, so that kind of summed up for me, and I refused to watch any more season four. At the end of season four, it was renewed for a short... A shortened fifth season where Chevy Chase would not be on it. Yeah, Donald Glover would only be on, I think, half the episodes plus one or something like that. If it was thirteen episodes, yeah. he was on seven, I think. It was, yeah. Some, no, he was actually on like the less. He was on. Oh, so maybe it was six then. I feel like he was in exactly six episodes. I think, it was I think that six. was what it was. Yeah. But then Dan Harmon was brought back as showrunner. Yes. So the nerds rejoiced. And what did you think? But, but mourned because of Troy. Mourned because. Of yeah, Troy. not because of not because of Chevy Chase certainly, but because yeah. of Troy. What did you think of season five? Okay, well, so let's let. Can I do season four and five? Oh yeah, yeah, go right I ahead. I burned through all of four to see what I missed, and then jumped into. So five. you watched them in order then? I, I yes. did not know for sure. Oh yeah, right? yeah. So let me say four was yeah. So they call it the gas leak se- season, but it felt like they were. In tr- season five, is explained that there was a gas leak last yeah, exactly. last year, and that it, it felt so like weird. it felt like they were trying to mint the cast, where nothing's going to be different. This is just going to be status quo, not really any risks taken. There was some things like hooking up Troy with Breda. That happened the season before. Oh, was that season three? That was season three. But see, other things like, they barely mentioned ever again that Troy was like the messiah of HVAC. Like... I've never heard anyone say HVAC ever in my entire life. Really? I've only ever heard it called HVAC. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just it, it just blew my mind. It's like I don't think I've ever heard anyone, anyone say, it say it out as like that? a full initialism. Usually, it's part initialism, part acronym. Yeah, they, they, but okay. So HVAC, fine. I'll just say that. Like that, you know, that was the big deal in season three—the whole John Goodman thing—and then that was just not mentioned. And then he graduated and didn't do anything with his life. And I'm like. Why, why aren't you not doing anything with your life? You're, like, the messiah to these people. Like, you kind of have your career laid out for you. Why are you doing nothing? That just kind of boggled my mind where they just didn't touch on that ever again. I know they did a little season four when he one time mentioned, like, oh, yeah, I finished all my classes, so I just kind of sit around and say things, and they kind of write it all down, whatever I say. But that was, like, it. So four was okay. They did some cool stuff with it, Dean. It's not bad. It is just... There were some parts of yeah. it that were bad. Like, the Christmas episode felt very fake But, but even in the first three seasons, there are episodes in there that don't work.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: This one, again, in gen- as an average, isn't bad. It's, it's just not, not bad. It's just status quo. It's like the Brian Michael Bendis Guardians of the Galaxy as opposed to the Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It's not bad, but it doesn't hold a candle. No, the, the to ending it was. was bad, though. I can genuinely say I didn't like the ending. What was the end? Was that where Chang takes over? The end was nothing. No, that was the end of season three. That was three, okay. Four was Chang's like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't actually have Changnesia. I actually like you guys. And then calls up City College and is like, yeah, I'm out. And then City College is like, Mwahaha, ha ha, giant spider. No, that was that was episode 12 of 13. And then episode 13 was Jeff being all like, oh, I don't want to graduate. And then whole thing that never actually happened where he didn't actually roll a die And if he had rolled the die, then the other evil people would have come in. And then it was just so dumb and meant nothing. And there was no giant robot spider in the third act like I was expecting. (laughs) I was like, is this a whole, like... Big scheme, Kevin Smith, Wild Wild West joke about there's a giant spider in the third act. Is that what we're finally doing? Because that would be amazing. And Superman won't fly where with exactly. Like if they just had, because they would do that. If they had Beetlejuice walking around in the in the, that would be a Dan Harmon thing. To oh, do. that's true. But if they just had Superman just kind of walking around in the background and there was something to do with the giant spider in the third act, like I would have probably peed my pants. Like <laughs> that would have been the greatest thing in the world. But that didn't happen, and then they all just kind of have yogurt together, and that's the end of that. Like, it was so dumb. It was just bad. So it... But Jeff does graduate, which kind of ends his arc for what we could have conceived. Yes. And then we come into season five with Harmon back on board. Yes. So let me ask you, because I've just been talking a lot there. What was your general feelings on season five? Season five. Yes. It was fine. There were some good episodes in there. I still don't feel like it holds a candle to the first three. It's better than four. It works better in general, but also there was a number of things that didn't really work for me, like the G.I. Joe episode. Well, that like, didn't work for you. Yeah. But, but the, okay. like I said before, that's the same for the first three seasons as well, but there was a little bit more of that this season. There was also some really brilliant stuff. I thought everything with Choi was great. The episode where Walton Goggins comes in with the lie detector was fantastic. That was interesting. The, the the actual cameo of Pierce, which was highly unexpected. The, the hologram, Algram, yeah. Was, I, I thought actually very fantastic. There was still, just like always, things that didn't work. I didn't... Now, you haven't seen the season finale, right? The last episode, no. I explained to Pierce what happened, but didn't really love either of those two episodes. The basic sandwich or basic yeah. story. Which were the two final episodes. I forgot which one came first, but... They were both okay. I certainly laughed more this season than I did last season. But in terms of actual plotting, some worked, some didn't. More than last season it worked, but less than the first three seasons, I think. Still not bad. So it's interesting you say that G.I. Joe didn't work for you. I have no G.I. Joe 80s nostalgia. Well, okay, because everyone else that I talked to was all like, this is the best episode. Like, my manager made me stop working. To watch the entire episode at work. (laughs) And see, I just saw it as 80s nostalgia, treacle, and nothing in it that really did anything for the show. It felt like it was out of place. Like, literally, it felt like this should have happened in a different place in the season, and you moved it for some reason. Because it didn't fit, overall narrative-wise, with the rest of the season, like, at all. At least where it was. I was about to say, okay, if it had been earlier, I guess... Like, I I can recognize and appreciate... That it is a quality parody of GI Joe and eighties toy commercials. Yeah, I don't find that very funny or want to see that though. You know, it would be like if there was a um, some episode that was all about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Whether it was a animated episode or that's not, that's true. I really wouldn't care because it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I'm an adult. You know, if there was a Power Rangers one, I'd watch the hell out of that. And at least with that one, I would have at a bare minimum of a full understanding of what the jokes were for the most part or not even that that's not what I'm saying but like I would get all the references where with G.I. Joe A. I'm not going to get all the references I'm going to get a fair number of them with Power Rangers I would get a lot more of them but I still also I recognized as a 5 year old that that show was terrible I watched a lot of it but even then Power Rangers Rangers. but even as a 5 year old or a 6 year old I think I forget exactly when it premiered it was right around when I was 5 or 6 even when it started and I liked it I recognized it was terrible yeah and, which is something that I, for some reason I don't think 80s. Wait, what and do you mean it's terrible? Why would I buy the DVD edition of the theatrical movie if I thought it was terrible? I didn't say you think it's terrible. I said it <laughs> is terrible. Um, <laughs> those are two different things. But if you ooze, you lose. Um, that is a fact. It's it's one of those things where, and the show falls into this trap a lot. I think. Not not. We're talking community, community. Not yes, community. Okay. And I, and, I, and I, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But where they let homage. Take the place of comedy, comedy, and overall narrative. Sometimes they they get that balance perfect, and other times it's more just, yeah, I get it. You're homaging this, well, not, and not not in a Family Guy way of look. I get it. You're referencing it. In this case, it's a legitimate homage. It's just it's it's getting in the way of the things I want the show to be of, doing. Yeah. yeah, especially this season where it was all very specific homages. It wasn't a genre homage. It was this thing homage. Yeah. Like it was Shawshank. It was Waterworld. Can I just say, except for the very tail end of that, that was probably my favorite episode. Which one? Waterworld, Lava World. Yes, yes, I know which one you're yeah. about. Yes, that was that was fantastic. Yes, as was the um, the episode with Mitch. Oh, I can't remember his name. The guy who's the main guy behind Arrested Development. Mitch Hurwitz. His episode... Which one was that? Where he plays... Uh, Cleagle? What was the guy's name? Oh, the, the 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 Meow whatever. Yeah, Meow Meow Beans episode. Meow Meow Beans, Yeah, like, That was pretty fantastic. Which, which... What is that referencing? I'm trying to remember. The, the episode in general or the concept of Meow Meow Beans? No, the episode in general. Oh, it was just any kind of 80s post-apocalyptic Logan's run or... Not even post-apocalyptic, but dystopia, or faux-utopia more than dystopia, I guess, technically. But like a Logan's run, a little bit of Hunger Games, any like futuristic class-based society, maybe a little bit of Death Race 2000. 2000? 3000? It's 2000, right? I don't know. I don't remember. Actually, I saw that movie for the first time, uh, about a month or two. Actually really enjoyable. Hmm. Has um, subtext has actual things to say, which I would have never have guessed. I'm not saying it's a good movie, but I really enjoyed it. But there was like a level, and then I didn't expect it. It, it had levels, period. <laughs> like, it had things to say in an overly simplistic way, in a very 70, I forget if 70s or 80s, but a very of its time way, but still had something to say which blew my mind. Certainly not something that's in the remake or anything yeah. like that. But uh, that, that's beside the point. That episode was great. Coogler, 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 with his character, especially because that was the after bit, yeah. and he was in this season because Dan Harmon was in four season of Arrested Development. Was he, he? He has a cameo. Yeah, he is at uh, George Senior's Sweat Lodge. He is eventually when they're at like their height. He's the guy who's working the desk and is like okay. accepting new people in. He's in for like. Twenty-five seconds. So he doesn't show. have the whole Kugler. No, no, no. Okay, I didn't even realize it was um, Mitch Hurwitz until I was reading a review, and they're like, "Oh, and Mitch Hurwitz's uh, reciprocal cameo was fantastic." Like so I was like, "That's who that was." Okay. okay, this makes even more sense and is even funnier now. It was already pretty funny. I was About to say, yeah, Kugler was pretty. Yeah, Kugler, I liked. I liked that a lot. But but to get back to the homage slash um, slash comedy and overall narrative of the show thing, that that's where I think really this season faltered for me the most is that balance in quite a few places didn't work as well. And it's because it's kind of catering to the 80s and 90s kids where yeah. a lot of them are just fine with all homage all the time. And I'm fine with homage being there, especially when they can do it as quali- in such a quality way that they do, but not when it's taking the place of the comedy and the overall story. I agree. Yeah. And because they've been able to strike that balance, when they don't, it's even worse. And I definitely missed it several times. And I would say the best moments were when they were outside of that. Like, the Nicolas Cage thing. That was probably, in my mind, one of the highlights. And see, of I didn't season. love that. Oh, I, I did. Because that's exactly where I'm at. I'm like, is he good? I don't I don't know. But that's the thing. That's the question, and that question is, I guess, interesting. But they don't do anything with it. It's sort of... It's, and it felt like a rehash of the Who's the Boss episode. But a little bit... But in, in its own antithesis where, you know, they did the beautiful mind bit where he's like, oh, it's actually blah, 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 and solves the whole problem, and it's actually Angela, and this is the opposite where, no, I'm sorry, this would be more beautiful mind when they walk into the apartment and just strings connected to everything. And, and I think part of it is, is sort of like with I Don't Care About G.I. Joe, I Don't Care About Nicolas Cage. See, like, I kind of do. He's I, had some good performances, he's had some bad ones. But in the same way that I don't care about GI Joe or Power Rangers or those other things, or you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, just because it was a thing when I was seven doesn't mean it's good. People, whether it's from the eighties or nineties or whatever, there's a lot of crap that people love from those eras. No, where it's I understand like the Nicholas Cage factor, in general, yeah. But can, that doesn't mean just because we're referencing it and referencing it well that it suddenly and, becomes and, good or funny. And Abed does a pretty good. He does a better John Hamm than he does uh, Nicolas Cage. When did he do John Hamm? Like, it's in the... Is it in the Chicken Fingers episode? He's like... Um, they they tell him he needs to be more normal. I think it's like the episode before or after the Chicken Fingers episode. So, like, season two. But he... Um, so he turns on full down Draper mode and is hitting on Annie for like a minute and a half. And okay. it's the most accurate... Impression slash creepy scene because all of a sudden he is a Lothario and he has all of the game because he's channeling Don Draper and everyone watching is just shocked and like weirded out slash turned on slash yeah I don't remember he like offers her a cigarette yeah I don't remember any of that uh, it's it's a fantastic scene but I mean his Nicholas Cage is fine I'm not saying it's bad but oh. his John Hamm is amazing yeah I'm a sexy cat. <laughs> Yeah, so those those were the moments that that were better. Some some of the, the plot point storylines I didn't like. So at the end of the Lava World, I like I really liked that episode, but then there's like, oh, cloning, yeah, that solved that problem. Now he can go away. Like that was really dumb in my mind. That was, a really it was the dumb mental thing. cloning, right? Where they're like, we can always still be friends. And what was it? Remind me of what that was. Where Abed couldn't live in a world where Troy wasn't there, but Abed's clone could. So let's right. just clone him. But that works for me as the character. That works for me as something that the character would be able to use as a way to get around his anxiety and his mental blocks. It would allow him. Okay. For me, it worked. It worked as a way for them to reconcile his loss with Troy and to send Troy off. Also, oh, by the way, we have not mentioned it, but Lavar Burton's return, yeah. was fantastic. Also, there was like references throughout the season to it, like in the background on television, oh, really? where like the ship was lost at sea and people were searching for it, and. Oh, there was there was all kinds of little like Easter eggs in there. In the I'm way assuming the, the name of the be. ship was a reference to Troy. What was the name of the ship? childish tycoon? Oh, yeah, it like, makes sense like as childish Gambino. As, I mean, it makes sense as Pierce's ship. But like, I figured it was a reference for Troy. Yeah, and then also it was a little weird for me. They brought back what is that actress's name who is in season four? The hipster chick who is part who of is yeah Rachel. They, yeah, they bring her back, and then she only makes, like, two appearances? I like yeah. her so much, and, you know, could we have maybe not had Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 2, and maybe had more of her? I'm surprised she wasn't there for that. Yeah, it seemed like it would be kind of perfect for her. But yeah. can I just say, the one of the few episodes she's in gave me a perfect idea if I ever need to apologize to my girlfriend. Like, I will just hire someone to pour water on my head at her door, and then hold a rainbow over my head, like, That'll be perfect. That's all I gotta do. <laughs> well, I forget what the character's name was, but the ex-policeman, who was played by um, Mike Ehrmantraut from Breaking Bad, and now I'm gonna forget his name. Breaking Bad's version of the wolf, yeah. Who's just fantastic. And way more than the wolf, by the end of that joke. But, but like finding out that him and the British professor maybe He may be his uncle. Wait, when was... There's an episode tag where he's like, oh, you're from this town? I uh, spent, like, a summer in that town when I was in the army. And and they're like, oh, you know this place? He's like, yeah, I slept with a the waitress there. And he's like, my mother and my aunt worked at that place in, around that time. And then, like, the first second, like, you think that he might be his father. But then it ends up, I think, being by the end, they're like, you're pretty sure. With with them realizing it but not saying it, that he's his uncle. How did I miss that? It was an end-of-the-episode tag. So I don't know how you watched it, but maybe you... You that's do fair. have a tendency to text and talk to people during episodes of television shows, and then completely missing giant plot points. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> very fair. Well, how about Chang's random ghost thing in that episode? I, in, I thought that was kind of brilliant. I thought that was pretty well done. It was weird, but I loved it, especially the end bit where old timey photo club. I was like, "That yeah, <laughs> yes, was good." Yes, that was a, that was a nice wrap. And actually, an episode we haven't talked at all about the ass crack bandit. <laughs> ass crack. Um, who who runs around dropping quarters down people's uh, cracks? Yeah, which was pretty funny. Uh, and what was that episode of? Par- it was like a parody of Zodiac and yeah those types of things. And seven and yeah. and so they very appropriately never answer the question of who the bandit was. Do you think they like? Do you think that they came up with an answer that they? I think they very purposely made it plausible that a number of characters could have been the okay. Bandit. In my mind, it's Annie, because I think that's the funniest version. I see, in my mind, it's Britta. But but I think be- because it was a specific genre parody of those movies, it was meant to like be invaders, Zodiac, yeah. which is a fantastic movie, not having the answer, because in real life we don't often have those answers, and the movies about them therefore can't have them either, Yeah, it kind of works really well. That's uh, fair, yeah. Also, what's the name of that character who who yells? Gar- Is it Garrett? Garrett. I love Garrett. So whenever Garrett can show up. Yeah, I was about to say. he. Yeah, and he's, I don't want to say he's like the Craig of community, but when he's around, he's usually in some kind of yelling capacity.
1: Like, you know, it seems funny
0: when you say that because I'm thinking, Craig Pelton? <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> but, no. No. <laughs> no, no. Craig of, of Parks and Rec. Because, I mean, like in the Meow Meow Beans, he's yelling at Starburns. Who makes his return in Season 5 after being absent for Season With 4. The, for, in the Ass Crack Bandit episode, yeah. That was, that was a weird episode. I liked it at, kind of as a sequel to, um, what is it, the Intermediate one with, uh, Conspiracy Yes, with the, with the car on the track, because that's exactly that what I was thinking is of. The, like, the perfect moment. It, like, it was so uh, good. Of all the moments that are so perfect in the show, that is the one where... I actually went back and watched the episode about a week or two ago, just because I was like, that's such a perfect moment, That with Professor Professorson yes. and the... Double-cross, triple-cross, tra- quadruple-cross, <laughs> qu- quintuple-cross at the end with the prop guns and yeah. then the cops and so many fantastic things in that episode. Now, which, which episode this Season 5 was it with the textbooks? I'm trying to remember what the rest of the plot of that episode was. Where they found, like, a supply of textbooks and they were trying to unload them almost like they were drugs. Yeah, like they did a Breaking Bad bit and Shirley was like, I'm a good Christian woman, I don't want anything to do with this. Oh, wait, I'm, like, the worst person ever. I honestly forget. That wasn't an episode that really stuck with me, so. All these are pretty fresh. I'm trying to remember what the rest of them are. You see, I watched them as they aired and you just caught up with them, so yeah. my, my memory of some of the first few is a little bit more spotty. Yeah, that's fair. So have we fully delved into uh, Parks and Rec and community to I our think, life? Yeah, think? we've covered it pretty well. Now, let me just ask for the future. Do you think, you know, since they kind of have that hour comedy block, do you think they're going to try to add like in the good old days or no? What do you mean exactly? So for a while they had like four shows going... It was Must-see TV. It was the Thursday night comedy lineup. Yeah, it was Thirty Rock. Yeah, Parks and Rec. I just remember back when we used to have our you know we called it Guys Night, and then Denise was there. Back at <laughs> back at <laughs> your <laughs> other fl- nice. yeah, uh, back at your other place, we just that's what we would watch because that's kind of where it started. We got together to watch those that Thursday night comedy block. Do you think they'll ever try to bring that back, or they're just going to let those? I shit? think they've been having two hours of comedy on Thursday nights. It's just the other two shows. No us cares, cares about. Okay, that's fair. Um and they even tried to expand it into Wednesdays, I believe, this year the last year, but they had a bunch of failures, which is the only reason why, for years now, Parks and Rec and Community have remained on the air. Because because 30 Rock and Office were the same their night. Their ratings are through the floor, but NBC's ratings in general are through the floor. So many shows get cancelled that yeah. even you didn't even see this because this is the end tag of the season finale of, Park, of Community. But after the episode ends, there is basically an NBC promo for all these fake shows that say premiering this fall, or this spring, or this summer. It <laughs> depends how many things get cancelled before then. That's basically <laughs> the, but it's a bunch of like terrible shows, like a, a police officer in a wheelchair, but who's not paralyzed, and... <laughs> I think someone who can taste crime <laughs> or something, and I mean, you've seen these kind of things. We yeah. had a bunch of great NBC cameos, um, okay, of people showing up for just you know brief things. Uh, you, you'll have to watch the clip; it's, it's only like a minute long, but. So I think that's it for this episode. I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm Pierce from Jersey. And uh, this has been Jersey Shore. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N. Or you can leave us a voicemail, 972-798. And just let us know that you're leaving it for Jersey Shore. You can follow me on Twitter at F R M Jersey, and iTunes ratings and reviews are always appreciated. And if you enjoy the show, don't forget to check out HHWLOD.com for lots of great content just like it.